FIFIFO fame, it's time for How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSA Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you. Happy to be with you as we talk to you about what's going on in the world of sportsmanship. This is the second episode of the month of April, the year 2018. Across the way from me, the producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, welcome. How are you? Fee-fi-fo-feme? Fame. 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 Oh, fame. Because fame Fame. rhymes with With game. game. Do it right or don't do it at all. I know. Gosh. Oh, well, I'm glad we're up and running. Yeah, exactly. This is what we get for starting it a little too early. Too early? Yeah. Well, for me. Not for you. Oh. You're just... just, you're just you. I am just yeah, me. I'm, yeah. I'm always early. In the in the in the words of Sean, I can't human today. I'm. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> we got a lot to get to on uh, today's podcast. As a rem- as a reminder, you can uh, always check us out. Uh, email is podcast at osipfoundation.org. Facebook.com slash osipfoundation is Twitter is Twitter is at osipfoundation. Hashtag how you play the game. Make sure you subscribe, review us, lots of stars, helps us get out there, etc. Uh, did I miss anything important, Sean, before we get going? Um, I don't think so. Okay, I mean, good. if we think of something along the way. That's I'll... why we have it recording, so that it can just so, all. And we could remember it. Exactly. And we play it back. That's amazing. And we can actually works. hear it. Uh, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> all right, you're talking crazy talk right now. All right, let's jump right into it. Let's start with this Fortnite and sportsmanship. We've got. A couple of things to get to here. First, I want to tell you a story that you might find interesting. Okay, when you were telling yeah, the, the, from, a trivia. Yes, this okay, happened good. at trivia recently. For those of you who don't know, and I'm sure that most of you know, but I'm going to tell it anyway because there could be somebody who doesn't know. Osa hosts trivia, uh, free trivia nights in a couple of restaurants in the greater Mercer County area. Uh, we are at. Uh, Uno uh, Pizzeria and Grill in Hamilton, the first Tuesday of every month. We're at Uno Pizzeria and Grill in Maple Shade, New Jersey, uh, the first Wednesday of every month. And then we're at Jake's Pub in Richboro, Pennsylvania, the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. So I'm down at Maple Shade this month, and uh, we're doing trivia. Everything's going fine, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's kind of towards the end of trivia there's probably you know a couple of questions left and whatnot and i ask a question i turn the mic off and i turn the music up while people are going to answer it and this old man with a cane dressed almost to the nines i would say like he's got it he's got like a sport coat and a tie and a like he looks like he's a rich guy with a cane like an old wow yeah i wouldn't say i wouldn't say he's in a suit or a tux or anything but he looks I'm, i'm almost looking at him like you seem quite out of place here at a pizzeria, Uno. But who am I to was judge? He the monop- monopoly guy. No, he wasn't. He didn't have the monocle. Oh, or oh. the hat. Oh, okay. Um, and his hair was not white. You know, he had you know a normal head of hair, okay. which you know, God bless him. So he and his <laughs> careful. I know, I know. That's how I saw you today. I saw the bald head, and I was like, you know what? He's here at my house. So um, he and his significant other get up to leave. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, I recognize this guy. This guy played trivia once before with us. So I'm thinking, okay, no big deal. He doesn't want to play this time. So he comes up to me and he says to me, as he slowly approaches with his cane, uh, is the microphone off? I said, yeah. And he goes, I would have played a second time, except it's pretty obvious that you have everybody cheating with their smartphones out. And I would have won last time if it weren't for the same thing. 
And I'm thinking to myself, really? Really? Wow. So I said, I said to him just very politely, are you sure they were cheating? And he said, absolutely. I said, okay. I just let him leave. Now, we have a very strict cheating policy. Okay, every venue that we are at has a copy of that policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we monitor that that the the contestants as much as we can with right. with that. But we also have to understand that there is a certain level of uh, monitoring that we can't do. Shall we say? You know what I mean? We're we're human beings. We can't be helicoptering over every single person playing trivia. Right. Um, we kind of have to take them on faith that they're not cheating. We have the, the honor system. Right. We have it in our rules, which are handed out to every team that's playing that says no electronic devices are allowed. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's we, we do our due diligence. And the people who were roving around also make sure that they take a look, you know, from time to time and just make sure that, you know, if they can k- take a glance at the smartphones, they see that, you know, the answers aren't up. Now, you, Sean, have roved once or twice, mm-hmm. and you have noticed people doing that. Oh, I've, and I've had to disqualify them. I had, I had to ask them to leave. Exactly. Because they tried. They kept trying to play. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so so you know what happens, and, yeah. we, and we catch it. Yep. Okay. However, I think it's pretty clear also that we live in a, a time where uh, people can multitask. People... Uh, are kind of especially younger people are glued to their smartphones to a certain degree and we can kind of see that you know the stuff that's going on on the smartphones is usually you know texting and things like that rather than you know an internet browser or wikipedia uh helping with the with the uh you know the, the answers right you know so Anyway, and we're not perfect. We're, we're not, not going to catch. We're not going to catch everything. Exactly. And not only that, um, you're playing free trivia. You know, <laughs> yeah. it costs you nothing to be there. Yeah. You, you, there's no entry fee. There's no. You know, if you if you don't win, you don't lose anything. You know, and the guy complaining, it's not like he. You know, it's not like there's thousands of dollars at stake. Exactly. And you know, you're you're. I almost don't want to say it's. I mean, yeah, you're in friendly competition with the other teams, but it's it's more of a uh, an issue of it's more for yourself. Right. I, I see it as more for myself. Like, ooh, do I know this? Right. You know. Right. And I want to be able to say, I know this. I know I, this. I totally, I totally know this. Know this. Yeah. And and you know that's that that's the point. Right. It's not so much about if you're more concerned about other people. Then I don't think you're doing it for the right reason, right? Especially you, should, you when, know, especially if you're on your own team. Especially when the prizes are nothing short of you know a ten dollar gift or, card or a, yeah. or a pin, exactly. Or something. Yeah, Uno's very nice, and they give out three ten dollar gift cards to the winning team. Great, you know. Which I'm and 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 I just want to be like this is this is nothing, you know. It's I mean, yeah, it's nice to get a, a ten dollar gift card to Uno because that's their way of saying now you got to come back and use it. You know, it's it just it just bugs me that someone cares that much, you know, and listen, I understand also when a team wants to say, you know what, we we suspect another team of cheating. Okay, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. 
if you want to, if if it, if if it's like you know something where you're just like, hey, you know, are they are they looking at their phones the whole time? You know, whatever it is, and then you know we'll take a look at it. You know, it's not a it's not a direct threat. It's not a direct accusation. You know, and we take a look, and we you know, and then and then we usually report back with no, they're just you know they're just texting and whatnot. We 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 just try and do our due diligence. You know, I also understand that we want things to be fair. We want you. Know, we want an equal, fair competition. That's what we're about. Okay. Exactly. But you know, we have to think of this as much as we think of it philosophically. We have to think of it practically too. And as much as I would like it to be, no one is touching their phones. No one's doing this. No one's doing that, etc. Come on, put it in context. Okay. <laughs> it's it's you know, if you're. I mean, listen. I understand if it's taking see the a, forest for the trees. Exactly. I understand that you may be losing some fun and some entertainment value if you think that someone else is cheating. But just just put it in context. Is it really that big of a deal? Okay. And I'll tell you this too. I mean. You could, you could, as a as a team, could could go up to that team that you think is cheating and just be like, "Look, you know, I don't want to accuse you. You know, this is kind of like Larry David esque. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't I don't want to accuse you of cheating, but I hope you understand that the optics are bad because you're looking at your phones the whole time. You know, right. whatever. There are there are ways to go about it. Exactly, and and specifically with this one, I just felt it was kind of lame on the part of, part of this guy to base you know basically in a backhanded way tell me that the job that I'm doing is not good right you know so let that be a lesson to everyone who plays trivia remember people are looking at you if you don't want people to accuse you of cheating keep your phones down okay and or if the, you need to use your phone excuse yourself exactly do it or in take a take it in the bathroom exactly. or, or go outside yeah. or something exactly you know there's so i just I just wish that everybody involved would just take a giant step back and say, okay, can we please just see this for just, what it just is? Just have fun. Exactly. You know, I'm sorry if you feel you're getting cheated by this. I really am. I'm sorry you didn't win the $10 gift card. Yeah. I'm sorry you didn't win your little pin right. or your mug or whatever, right. your T-shirt. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really sorry. You know? I'm like, come on. Now, if if money was at stake, you know, if they had put money in, to you know, then I would be more strict, and I'd be like, "Okay, everyone, oh, yeah, like cell a couple phones. hundred bucks." Or here and you, there. if it's one dollar to enter, I would tell everyone, oh, "Your oh. your cell phones must be up here with me." You know, out of principle. Can you do that? I, I can't, and I also can't charge them to play. Right. So that's why I'm just saying philosophically, if there was an entrance oh. fee, yeah, of any amount of currency, I would step in and say, "Okay, out of fairness." Your your cell phones have to be up here with me. All electronic devices have to be with me. But that's why it's free. Right. You know? I mean, I, I, I almost want to turn it into like a like a like a like a spiritual experience to a degree where I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, maybe they're cheating. They'll get what they deserve. You know, karma happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, just but it's just I just don't understand why we have to make it that big of a deal for a free event. Right. You know, when when we are trying to just be charitable and do the best that we can. Yeah. And that's the the final point on that I'll say is we are doing the best that we can. You know, if we were severely lacking in certain areas, you know, I would say, okay, maybe you have a point. But we're we're just doing the best that we can. You know, and I'm sorry that our best is not good enough for you. Right. Uh, a couple of other things I wanted to get to regarding sportsmanship since we last spoke. I'm just going to pull it up here on 
my phone. Okay, first of all, you know, I don't know if you heard about this. I certainly didn't hear about this until I started seeing some of the tweets. Um, there was a that, that horrible bus crash in Canada um, carrying the Humboldt Broncos, which was a junior league hockey team. They hit I didn't a, hear about yeah, this. Yeah, they hit a semi-truck. And, oh, my gosh. And half the people on the bus died, including half the players. Um, Is this like the equivalent of a minor league? I think it's even less than that. It's not even minor league. It's a junior it's, league. So ju- these, these are complete amateurs, I believe. Are so they like kids? They're or like college age. I would say they're probably between the ages of 16 to 20, somewhere in that area. Oh I'm guessing goodness. here. Okay. I don't know for sure. Okay. But. From my understanding is that is that these these junior league teams are literally juniors. Okay, so mm-hmm. they half the players died, the coach died, the broadcaster died, the bus the bus driver died. Um, a lot of other people suffered very significant injuries. Um, wow, it, it's it's a real shame uh, that that this happened. But the 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 incident that I wanted to to point out with regard to sportsmanship beyond just this horrific event. Um, Saskatchewan's top two peewee uh, AA teams were supposed to meet for uh, the championship in the, in their province. In a show of sportsmanship and solidarity, the teams have decided to split the title and grieve with their communities. So they they, they, they put lives ahead of, as, of of a championship as it should be. And and you know what? Because listen, here's why I think that this is equally as important. You know. Kind of the, the, the norm is when we're grieving, um, we feel like, you know, you know the, sometimes the, the, the deceased would want us to go on with the show, so to speak. You know, how many times do, you know, these athletes who just lose a loved one, you know, may return to the field a little too soon because they feel like that's their escape, that's what their loved one would want them to do, et cetera. And I, I completely respect that. That's kind of the equivalent of... It's not an exact equivalent, but it's reminiscent of um, after the the attacks on September 11th. Yes, the sports took some time off, but then they came back and they said, this, "If we if we were to take more time off, if we were to cancel the season or whatever, then the terrorists really win." Yeah, you know. But but by getting out there and playing, we show that we are not bowing down to terror. It's kind right. of it's kind of the same thing to a degree. The but the flip side, I feel is equally as valuable here is that these two teams said this championship is not worth this, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because it was a championship. If it was still the regular season, maybe it would be a different story, but they said, this is not worth this. Let's split the title and, and, and focus on what really matters here. You sort of have to have a compromise between, exactly. between what the deceased would, what you think the deceased would want and what what needs to be done right so um i think i think it was in very good judgment i agree for them to just kind of not bag the tournament in a way or i don't think it's the best way to put it but um sort of dedicate Mm -hmm. the proceedings to to share the 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 title i agree i I think that's i think that's great so uh, so a big shout out to the you know those people up there uh, in Canada who are who who are grieving and who are making the right decisions with regard to this. 
Um, and then this is fuel to continue on next season. Exactly. You know, the, exactly. You know, just to just to keep on going and and rem- remember those who were lost, but remember them by continuing what they would want. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, I think and and again, this is this I think is is a prime example of the way that this compromise can work is to say when when this title is at stake, we know what's really important here, and that's that's life in general. But then we're going to keep on keeping on as soon as the time is appropriate, mm-hmm. to, and and restart as soon as we can. Right. So 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 mm-hmm. great job by them, and and our thoughts and prayers are with them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, it's just it's just it's just an absolute shame that this that this happened. But fantastic job by those who are uh, doing the right thing in right. this situation. The third thing that I wanted to get to uh, came across my desk yesterday, I believe. Milwaukee TV reporter arrested after allegedly punching a rival TV reporter at Brewers game. Okay. <laughs> Sportsmanship in the media. Now, now. I'm telling you. In this case, both reporters were oh. off duty. They were attending the Brewers game as fans. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Fox Milwaukee's reporter, A.J. Bayatpour, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, mm-hmm. got into a fight with NBC Milwaukee reporter, Ben Jordan. According to the police report, um, Bayatpour was ridiculing Jordan's girlfriend, Madeline Anderson, who actually is a colleague of Bayatpour's at WITI, which is the, the Fox affiliate in Milwaukee. So when Jordan came to uh, the defense of his girlfriend is when Bayatpour allegedly punched Jordan. So... so as I'm trying to figure out exactly what was going on here, it's pretty clear that the person who was creating the issue was the one who also escalated the issue. The guy who was ridiculing the girl then punched the girl's boyfriend when the boyfriend stood up and said, stop it. And then also consider, not to move forward too quickly, but think of the way the story is framed in that, there, yes, they were there as fans, but the media reported them as as reporters. As reporters, yeah. so this goes back to it again. You're always on stage, mm-hmm. no matter what, how you're involved in sports, whether you're the athlete, the coach, the parent, whatever. You, there is some sort of there is a gravitational um, exposure that you are always you're always there you're right. always in the spotlight right no matter where you are and you have to behave in in a in a way that's conducive to positive sportsmanship mm-hmm. you know and, and like we said last time if you don't have anything nice to say or do don't say it or do it exactly <laughs> you know it's, it's, i mean it's, it's again you, you know and no matter what position you are Within within a sport sport in the sporting world, you gotta take you you gotta practice good judgment. Right, I agree. I mean, how do they not know that this is going to come out? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, do they have the do they have the wherewithal to? I guess not. Apparently at not. That, at that, that, not yeah. at that time. But here's another story. This one also came across my desk late at night as I was drinking. Glenn Rice Jr. released oh, from you, Israeli league team after punching a teammate. Oh, you sent that to yep. me. Yeah. Israeli's top basketball team has cut its star player, Glenn Rice Jr., after he punched a teammate in the face. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, it says he punched uh, teammate Guy uh, Panini, P-N-I-N-I. Mm. Uh, again, I'm terrible with pronouncing things. Now I'm, I'm like I'm like Chris now I'm Russo. Hungry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want a panini now. Yeah. Did you ever hear? Not to Can get, we on get a, a panini. Tan- Let's go get a panini. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean to go on this ta- this tangent real quick. Uh, uh, <laughs> we all know. Real quick. We all know that that Christopher Mad Dog Russo is uh, terrible with with name pronouncing and diction and whatnot. Mm-hmm. A couple summers ago, I can't remember when it was, I was watching his program High Heat on MLB Network and New York Post uh, writer Joel Sherman, who also works for the MLB Network, was sitting in for him that day. And uh, as the show comes on, he says, Hi, I'm Joel Sherman filling in for Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Uh, Chris is off today giving diction lessons to the less fortunate. (laughs) And I lost it. I just, I just lost it. Like, anyway, like Sarica Jessica Parker. Like Sarica Jessica Parker. We heard that John Flaherty. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, it just I, that's the story goes on just to say that they they cut him for disciplinary reasons. Um, there was a suspected facial fracture on uh, Panini's uh, face, and they're on the same team. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's reminiscent of the soup incident that we discussed oh, yeah. in the recent episode. <laughs> We don't even remember what type of soup it was. Um, but that's the most important part. Is the soup, right? Right. Yeah. White bean minestrone. Uh, as long as it's not lentil. Yeah. You know? Um, and I'll tell you this one, too. So, as of now, baseball season is here. And uh, that means for me, too, now that the weather has finally stopped snowing, mm-hmm. I've been able to get out on the field a couple of times and umpire. How do you feel? I feel better, although the last two days I've been behind the plate in frigid temperatures. Mm. And uh, yesterday I took a shot right directly off the ch- the, the uh, chest protector and knocked the wind out of me. Ooh. It was, oh, I, I was down for a little bit, but uh, but I got up because I'm like a hockey you player. You fell down? I, got, I fell down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, that's how direct of a shot it was. And it was right on the sternum. Like, oh. like yeah, there's a pad there. But, ooh, it knocked me down. It was that bad. Mm. Um. A couple of things I wanted to point out from my experiences with, uh, with with these scrimmages and then now these regular season games that I have done. Um, so I'm doing a game, a varsity game, on Monday of this past week. Um, it was a lopsided game. The home team won 12-2. I won't, I won't mention the teams. Um, and uh, I thought I was having a pretty good game behind the plate. You know, listen, when you're when you're a home plate umpire, you're going to hear a little bit of chirping from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're, you're never going to get 100 percent of the pitches called correctly. And people are just, you know, there's, there's going to be a little bit of chirping. I get it. I totally get it. Just like I know it. I totally know it. <laughs> so it's the it's the top of the fifth inning. The home team is leading by 10 runs. We're about an out away from ending the game from the mercy rule. It's like a, I think it's a two two count. And the pitcher throws a breaking ball that crosses the plate about at the neck of the batter. And where the catcher catches it is right at the letters. I call it a ball because it crossed the plate high. Okay. It was caught to look like a strike, but it clearly was high. Not to mention, I'm not going to end the game on that kind of a pitch, if I can help it. Not that I, not that that should matter, but there's that small part of, in your brain where you're like, come on, you got to earn this last strike. You're, I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you this borderline <laughs> pitch where people are going to accuse me of saying, oh, you just want to get out of here early. Right. Okay. 
So I call it a ball. The the home school's bench kind of gives you gives me a groan, and the home team fans who are right behind me start groaning even more. And I heard this line, and I, I took every ounce of my being not to turn around and do something, but some parent yelled out, what game are you watching, Blue? And I'm like, really? Your team is up by 10 runs. You're about to win this game. You're one strike away. The pitch was high. Are, are you kidding me? Are, are you really kidding me right now? I, I mean, I just, I, you know... And, when, you know, and turning around and trying to like discipline or warn and them. This is high school. This is high school baseball. Uh, you know, I it's almost like I wanted to be. You know, it wasn't even about to be like okay, that's an, like warn them and say that's enough professionally. I really wanted to just turn around and just like start mocking them to a certain degree and just be like, okay, who said it? What's the highest degree you earned? You know, <laughs> just like something really stupid like uh-huh. that. You know, I just wanted to be like really. But you took but the high road. I did. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but it just—it's just a—it's just, just another example where I want you know. I, I hope that parents can put it in perspective, in that yeah, okay. If, if if you don't get the close pitch, I get it. You groan a little bit, you know. I listen. I groan when I'm watching games on TV, and I don't think an umpire calls a pitch a strike that I think should be a strike from where I'm sitting. Right. But I also understand that where I'm sitting is on my couch. Okay? Not with, with, usually with the strike zone. Exactly. Right there which is in the not picture. which is not accurate by the way. It's not. It's usually not accurate. No. And 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 I know that that guy who's there has a better view of the pitch than I do in a different city sitting on my couch. Right. So I then did a JV game yesterday where Again, it was lopsided, and it really was like no one was yelling at me, which was fine. I don't have to have an argument about that whatsoever. But it was a very sloppy game between the two teams, and there were times where I just wanted to turn to both coaches, and one coach I knew very, very well, and I just wanted to say to them, guys, can you can you not come down so hard on your kids? I mean, I, listen, I understand that they might make certain fundamental errors. You know, like they shouldn't be doing some of the, some of these stupid mental errors should not be happening. But they're kids, right? They're kids. Okay, they're going to do stupid stuff like that. This is the time for them to learn, and and berating them is not the best way to get the message across. Now you can be funny about it, mm-hmm. you know, like the the coach who I knew, his catcher was not blocking the ball. He just was not dropping down to block balls in the dirt, and balls were getting by him. And there were times where he was really like almost berating the catcher, and I wanted to be like, hey, come on, man. I understand that he's not doing his job, but there's no reason to talk to him that way. Especially during the game. Exactly. Especially where, where he's out on the field. Like, if you really want to do that, you pull him aside in the dugout where no one else can see it. You know, you keep it mm-hmm. in-house. But um, then he finally dropped down to block a ball, and his coach was really complimentary of him. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm writing that in a report. You know, and then he goes, finally blocks one out of the 37 balls he missed. You know, and there's a part of me that's chuckling and the kid even chuckled a little bit, you mm. know, but at the same time, I was like, all right, let's get weird, you know, yeah. <laughs> just, just just crazy. So do you have anything else you'd like to add for this fortnight in sportsmanship? Uh, no, no? Um, but I'll tell you what. Okay. I am so excited about our topic today. Let's do it. So 
I came up with uh, a few weeks ago. Well, a couple. We were actually supposed to do this last um, last episode, but right. we, we we ran out of time. We went way over yeah. time. Um, and I had mentioned to Jack, you know, while we were at the bar, we watched again. I forget what game it was, but we saw uh, Jack Nicholson sitting at a Lakers game. Right. And I said, you know what? We should talk about celebrities, celebrity sports fans. Right. And how they both positively and sometimes negatively contribute mm-hmm. to the the sports arena. Right. So um I I put together a list of of celebrities, but I also have I've also found a great article, which I think we'll base our entire segment on. Um by the Bleacher Report, who who I cannot trust to save my life, but they put together good stuff. Yeah, so yes. this is this is great. So a guy named Scott Janowitz put this together. Okay, um, and the article is called "Actors Who Are Who Are Obsessed with Sports." Now, <laughs> how am I not number one on this list? I don't you know. know. <laughs> well, how am I not number one? Yeah, uh, but it's uh, it's great. I mean, he puts together. A great list of celebrities. Um, he even gives honorable mentions to some that didn't quite make the make the, the list. Okay. Um, so why don't we start with let's, those? Let's do that. Go ahead. So the first one on the list is uh, Samuel L. Jackson, who uh, is a Toronto Raptors and mm-hmm. University of Tennessee women's uh, basketball. Do you know what the L stands for in Samuel L. Jackson? What's that? Leroy. Is that that's true? Re- uh, really? Yes, yes. Okay, I didn't know that. I only know that because that was one of the trivia questions that I asked. Oh, is this the one that you were talking about? No, no. Oh, this okay. was this was a different one. Oh, okay. Because uh, I just I just loved saying I figured that if his middle name is Leroy, his last name shouldn't be Jackson but Jenkins. Interesting. Yeah. Same yeah, I mean Leroy same, Jenkins. Right. Yeah. So it's the same same first letter. Exactly. Ah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, get on that, Samuel. Um, so, uh, next is Justin Timberlake, who is a Memphis Grizzlies fan. Okay. Um, Alyssa Milano with the LA Dodgers. She, ooh, she's probably dated all of them. <laughs> Chris Rock with the New York Knicks. Now, Chris Rock has been accused of flip-flopping a lot with teams. Is that Actually, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, so he, he has been, uh, Chris Russo. Uh, called him out on it a lot. Okay, he's from Brooklyn, I believe. So mm-hmm. he has been a a Mets fan a lot of his life. Okay, okay, but he has shown up at Dodger games wearing Dodger gear. Hmm. To and the, the the point being, look, if you want to go to a Dodger game, that's fine, but you can't wear the gear of right. a, of another team that you don't normally root for. Yeah. You know? Hmm. If you're when you're a fan, you're a fan. Right. You know? That's interesting. I I did not know that. Well, that's why we're going over this stuff. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um Denzel Washington, New York Yankees. Denzel is just Denzel. Uh Woody Allen, New York Knicks. A lot of Knicks fans. A lot of Knicks fans. Uh John Krasinski, pretty much all Boston sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, no surprise there. No. Uh, Drew Carey, Seattle Sounders. Yes, because Drew Carey is from Cleveland. Okay? Right. 
So he's a big Cleveland fan of whatnot, mm-hmm. but he is now a part owner of the soccer team, the Seattle Sounders. So that's why, he, and he's, re, I mean, give Drew Carey credit. I mean, the dude is a diehard sports fan when it comes mm-hmm. to Cleveland, but he continues it from the standpoint of now owning that soccer team too. Hmm. So so I, I would definitely, I would put him on the list of, of a celebrity who really like, like if we're, if we're going to like, figure out which of these celebrities we are, are up on that list, yeah. that, that high-ranking list. He's on that list. Mm. That I mean, the dude knows his stuff. Mm. You know, That's interesting. And, and God bless him for being such a diehard Cleveland fan. Too. Like, right. The Browns are terrible mm-hmm. and are always terrible. He always jokes about that on The Price is it's, Right, and too. And he is always, <laughs> and, he, and he has stuck by the Cleveland, you know, the, the Cleveland faithful. Mm-hmm. I, the, the joke I always love from the old episodes of Whose Line is when they're doing like a foreign film dub and Ryan Stiles has to translate for Drew Carey, mm. and Drew says something in whatever whatever foreign language it is, and Ryan translates it to, we don't even have a football team, but I bet we could beat Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. I love how they just stick it to him exactly. a little bit. Um, okay, so then Eric Stone Street uh, is a Kansas State sports fan. Who's Eric Stone Street? I don't know. So why is he on this list? I don't know. See, this is why Bleacher Report are a bunch of phonies. <laughs> I'm calling them out right now. Is that a good act of sportsmanship? Probably not. But you know, <laughs> here's why. Let me explain myself. Bleacher Report, real quick. Again, Eric's, sorry for the tangent. That's okay. Okay. Eric Bleacher Stone Report Street. is a, a company, from what I understand, that does not properly pay its journalists the way that they should be paid according to the industry. The, oh, he's... He's on Modern Family. Oh, well, then we're just stupid. Yeah. He plays Cameron Tucker on Modern Family. No wonder. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't. So we're just dumb. Yes. And it's taken all credence away from my Bleacher Report argument. So, (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) But the only reason I say that is because Bleacher Report has come as there there have been articles written by people who went to work for Bleacher Report who basically said that. The promise was, we can't pay you, but you get great exposure. Oh gosh! And, and which, and you know as well as I know that oh, in the world as of musicians, music, that no, no way that sorry, doesn't fly. exposure doesn't pay the bills. Right. So anyway, please continue. Okay, Will Smith, Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. and seventy six. Hey, because in West Philadelphia, born and raised, right. on a playground is where he spent most, most of his, his days, days, chilling out, max and relaxing, all cool and all, shooting some b ball outside of the school. When there were a few guys who, you know, were really up to no good, they started making trouble in his neighborhood. Okay. He got in one fight. His mom got scared, but they were able to work it out, and he continued to live happily in West Philadelphia. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mike Myers. Canadian. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. Big Maple Leafs yeah. fan. Uh, He's up there on that list. Jessica Alba. Who has also dated everybody. On this list, Golden State Warriors. Yep, she she and the and the Warriors are probably very friendly. <laughs> Kevin Hart, all Philadelphia sports. Kevin Hart, I, I'll I'll never get over Kevin Hart trying to crash the the party when the Eagles win the Super Bowl, <laughs> and he's clearly inebriated, <laughs> and and the guards are just like he's right on TV, and the security guards are like, no, we're not letting you up there. I don't care that you're Kevin Hart. You're not that. And he's on TV. <laughs> oh man. There you go. There's yeah. that bad sports Can you can you through. can you lay off the alcohol, bud? Yeah. 
Susan Sarandon, New York Rangers. Was it what, uh, the Susan Sarandon joke that I love from Family Guy when she was dating Tim Robbins? Yeah. And the joke was, hi, I'm Susan Sarandon. Many of you know me as Tim Robbins' mother, but I'm actually his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And now they're not together anymore, so... How about that? Yeah, continue. Speaking of Tim Robbins, New York Rangers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? That's the next one on the list. Um, Ice Cube, Oakland Raiders. Makes sense. Him uh, and Sabathia. CeCe Sabathia, yeah. huge Raiders yep. fan. Yep. Uh, Jamie Foxx, Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And that was the that was the uh, the honorable mentions. So oh, okay. Now so, we'll get to the actual list. Oh, oh, okay. Matthew Perry. Um, is a diehard Los Angeles Kings fan. Okay. Um, and longtime ticket holder. This this is economically important. Admitted to having a live update sports ticker running throughout his Hollywood mansion. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You believe that? Yeah, I can't believe he has a mansion. I, <laughs> so. So it says, of course, when you have enough money to buy houses that look like this, you can really have just about anything. Right. Yeah. Must be nice. Uh, um, so when the Kings won their first Stanley Cup in 2012, the Emmy-nominated actor hosted the after party. Oh, okay. So God bless him. There you have it. Thanks, Chandler. Big, uh, big Kings fan right there. And um, then Al Michaels. Al Michaels is a huge Kings fan, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Um, Stephen King. Yes. Red uh, Sox? Yes. Yeah. Very, yes. very Stephen diehard. Stephen King is a major Red Sox fan. Yep. He's up on that list next to Drew Carey and Mike Myers, I think. Right. And uh, he's frequented both their home and away games yeah. and regularly mentioned them in his novels. Yes, he has. As well. Yes, he has. Uh, the Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon mm -hmm. is one, one of his novels. Uh, the former Red Sox closer naturally plays a leading role uh, in, in the in the, in the the book. Yeah. Um, uh, also, the um, when he co-authored Faithful, two diehard Boston Red Sox fans chronicle his, uh, the historic 2004 season. Right. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, big, big fan incorporating him into his books. I think that's great, yeah. actually. Yeah. Tom Gordon's nickname, Flash. Ah, uh, there you yeah. go. Uh, Vince Vaughn, um, Chicago. Is it a, is he a Blackhawks fan? Playing the part of Notre Dame running back Jamie O'Hare. Oh, is that part of his... Oh, that was in his movies? Wait, I'm, I'm reading this. Part. He grew up in Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Sean um, has trouble reading. Just in case. I do. Yeah. Uh, reading's hard, especially yeah. with your emails. Yes, exactly. But this is also has a lot of words, Yeah. so it's very difficult. Sean can't human. I can't human, especially this past week. Right. It's been insane. But is it Chicago Blackhawks? Is that is that the, uh, the team that he's most affiliated with? At Cubs games. Cubs, that makes sense. Fawn has welcomed the opportunity to sing Take Me Out to the Ball yes, Game he has. during yep. many a seventh inning. Um, has been a longtime Chicago Blackhawks okay. season ticket holder as well. Okay. So they out they 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 kind of highlight the Cubs. Right. But they mentioned the Blackhawks as well. He served as the Grand Marshal for the 2015 Daytona 500 as oh, well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. interesting. I just I, I don't know if, if you've ever seen the movie Swingers. No, yeah. I haven't. So this great cult film, wonderful film, totally recommend it. But there's there's a small subsection of it where the guys are all playing that NHL 
hockey game on Sega Genesis where they input the code to make Wayne Gretzky's head bleed. And just, I mean, and, and, and he's, you know, Vince Vaughn is in that movie and he's the one who's doing that and whatnot. So he, he obviously has that connection to, to know this stuff, seeing, wow. seeing how he was heavily involved in, in the creation of the movie. So. Wow. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. Uh, is, uh, born and raised in the football crazy state of Texas. Right. Longhorns fan? Is that uh, what it is? McConaughey grew up on the University of Texas football and somehow on the Washington Redskins. You know why Matthew McConaughey doesn't turn left in any of those car commercials he does? Why is that? Because you can only drive all right, all right, all right. Uh, did you come up with that one? No, I stole that from somebody. Oh, okay. so probably the internet. Uh, okay. Uh, when it comes to the Longhorns, yep. McConaughey's love and commitment cannot be questioned. So there you go with that. Um, in 2005, when the team won a, a BCS national title, he found his way into the Longhorn locker room to join in the post-game celebration. Kevin Hart, eat your heart out. And, no pun intended. And eat your Kevin Hart out. <laughs> and more recently, the Oscar-winning actor showed up for a 2014 practice and gave a rousing speech. I didn't know well. he could do that. Huh. Um, I've never seen him in a movie that made me think that he could do that. So, hmm. uh, Adam Sandler, Yankees fan, Jets bouncing back and forth between Jets and Giants is hardly allowed, right? Because um, his allegiance has been questioned. Yeah, he's another one where it's kind of like a head scratcher. Adam Sandler's overall passion for sports should never be doubted. Um, so he's a definite New York. Yeah, but he's but he's a flip flopper, yeah. as you can tell. So he doesn't even get close to that list, right? Uh, yet he's on it. It's interesting. Well, my list, I mean, the list was oh, Drew oh, Carey your list, and okay. Mike Myers. I've got, I'm, I've got so much to I've yeah. got so much to keep track of here. You're yeah. giving me all these lists. Um, Sandler convinced former Jets coach Rex Ryan to be in a movie, to right? Appear in That's My Boy yep. in Mr. Deeds. Yep. Interesting. I, I've never seen that movie actually. Michael Kay was a was a football coach in one of his movies. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I need to watch more movies. You just need to learn to read and watch things. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're going into like full on jerk mode. Today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going into like some sort of. Why don't you go to the jerk store? Because they're Cause running out of me. You. <laughs> Thank you, Seinfeld. Yes. Ah. Uh. Speaking of Seinfeld, we're going to skip around this list a okay. little bit. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is a uh, huge Mets fan. Yep. Um, and I love this quote um, that he said, It's a cliche, but walking through the tunnel at Shea Stadium of a night game, seeing that color, the green and the seats and the lights, I was probably 10 or 11 and when those lights hit you and you see the green grass, that's my first really powerful baseball moment. Nice. That's a nice little yeah. quote. Yeah. Um, Him and Keith Hernandez like this. Oh yeah. Well, especially in the in the uh, in the show when he showed. Yeah, yeah exactly. when he was on the show when he was dating Keith Hernandez. Um, Roger McDowell, the second spitter. Yep. <laughs> Um, when SNY recently announced that it could not come to financial terms with broadcaster Bobby Ojeda, mm -hmm. 
who had called Mets games for the last six years, Seinfeld was so bothered by the news that he began a public campaign in favor of his favorite announcer. Yeah. Very. That's insane, isn't it? That that is crazy. Um, So let me go back in this list now. Snoop Dogg. He should not be on this list. Well, hold on. Okay. As, As a lifelong fan of the USC Trojans, Snoop Dogg's badge of sports honor took a major hit in February when his youngest son, Cordell Brodus, spurned USC to sign a letter of intent to play college football at UCLA. Ooh, a little spicy there. Um, We didn't even have the panini yet. I know. Man, I'm starving. All joking aside, no one can really blame Snoop uh, Snoop for picking his son over the Trojans, who blame who who uh, for whom the rapper uh, rapper come actor rapper come actor has rooted since the day he was born. In fact, if you book if you looked hard enough, you could often see Snoop Dogg along USC sidelines. Okay. All right. So there you go. Um, Paul Rudd. Yep. Uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember him at the Royals games all the time yep. during the World Series. Actually, this picture of him right next to the dugout mm-hmm. is of him in yes. the Royals jersey. Yep. Good for him. He's on that list. Uh, also a diehard fan of the, the Jayhawk basketball. Oh, okay. Jayhawk. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, who else do we have here? Um, Ashley Judd. Um who was born in Granada Hill, California, uh, spent a majority of her childhood in the fine state of Kentuck- uh, Kentucky. 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 Yeah, she's a Kentucky, Kentucky basketball fan, right? Uh, Kentucky Wildcats. Yep. yep. So, um, yep, huge fan. Um, I'd say she dated everybody, but that's just wrong. You know, just because yeah. they're a woman doesn't mean they dated everyone. No, of course not. Of course I mean... Not. You could be a man and date everyone on the team, too. Well, challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Um, let's see. For real proof of Judd's uh, obsessive and altogether inspiring fandom, simply watch the, vi- oh, well, the video above. Well, since this is a podcast, <laughs> we can't really watch the video. watch the video above. It's funny. When I can read, I read the wrong thing. Right. She says, uh, before the game, I am not social. I am not friendly. I have nothing but contempt for anyone who wants to talk about something other than basketball. Wow. Yikes. No wonder she can't hold the relationship with any of those college kids. Oh, Sorry. That was, we'll oh. edit that out later. Um, will we? No. Okay. We won't. All right. And then you have the Boston boys. Of Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck, who love all Boston teams. I give Wahlberg the, the, the nod over the other two. I think Wahlberg is, is a. That's is what I've deal. heard. That, the other two don't do anything for me from that standpoint. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. Um, not to be outdone, Wahlberg too is a sp- sports fanatic. Yeah. Um, however, he is hardly confined to simply pulling for the local teams and everything NBA. Hmm. Interesting. You ever see uh, uh, Andy Samberg when he was on SNL doing the skits called? And now Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. animals? Yeah. Yes, I have. So you're a goat. What's that about? <laughs> I produce Entourage. Say hello to your mother for me. Right, right. 
That was one of the most oh. bizarre sketches. Oh, it's the theater of the absurd. I, I love it. Yeah. And then and then and the real Mark Wahlberg shows up to confront Andy Samberg. Yeah. And I, so I hear you're making fun of me. What's that about? <laughs> I produce Entourage. Say hi to your, your mother, mother for me. me. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Did they do that more than once? Oh, I think I think maybe once or twice. Yeah. You know, I love yeah. it when SNL occasionally breaks from like normal. You know, like straight laced comedy, and right. they go into that, like what you said, theater of the absurd. Hell, hence the the David Pumpkins, the right. Kevin Ex- Roberts. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of Larry David, Larry David, Yankees fan. Yes, very so, much so. He's not on this list, but I wanted to mention yes. it anyway. Yes. Um, pretty, pretty big Yankees fan. Pretty good. Um, Will Ferrell. Yep. Uh, USC. Allegiance to, in addition to Farrell's hardcore allegiance to Chelsea soccer. Okay. In 2009, he was an honorary captain for an exhibition game with Inter Milan. Uh, he is a diehard fan of USC Trojans yeah, okay. too, and with good reason. Um, and Farrell attended USC in the late 80s mm-hmm. and remains an active alumnus to this day. Hmm. Oh, God bless him. Interesting. Um, See who else do we have on here, um, and of course Jack Nicholson. Oh, how can we forget? Since the nineteen seventies, remember the seventies? I wasn't even born yet. Me neither. Uh, Jack Nicholson is—he's got to be up there as one of the most diehard. Fans I would agree with that. He's on any the list. sports team. He's on the list. Uh, any sport. I mean, he is really up there. Um. In fact, according to reports, the directors uh, with which Nicholson works have learned to structure their schedules around Lakers home games. That's how devoted this guy is to his team. Hey, that's how I, you know, schedule my life around Yankees games. Yeah, you know, and when I was both amazing, but kind of stupid. It's a little sad, but well, listen, when I was in college, I scheduled my whole life around the Price Is Right. So now that's more acceptable. Well, it was because it was Bob Barker. (laughs) Okay. Once I switched over to Drew Carey, who I just lauded before. I still like Drew Carey. He's just not Bob Barker. I know, but no one will ever be Bob Barker. Listen, I got better things to do at 11 a.m. now. I believe I do, but I probably Probably don't don't. really don't. Um, One of the best, one of the very best physical representations of Nicholson's rabid fandom dates back to 2009 when his Lakers took on the Orlando Magic in the NBA Finals. Angered by a game two call that went against uh, Paul Gasol, Nicholson's frustration lifted him out of his seat and down the sideline until he was eventually ranting alongside then Magic head coach Stan Van Gundy. Wow. That's that's not insane. That's, that's now, see, this is where we're talking about borderline. Right. Like, this is now sportsmanship on a bad. Yeah. You're involving yourself in the game when you really shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, you're. You're given these seats, you know, you're, you, you can, well, not given, you're paying for these seats, right. uh, and you're a diehard fan, that's respectable, but when you get up and you're interfering with the game while it's in play, right. that's where we draw the line. Unless he, unless all he's saying when he goes up there is, here's Johnny, yeah. you know? Well, then, that's, but that's, that's different. Right. You know, that's more like, oh, he's saying that line from his movie. So, 
Uh, more recently, the hot-tempered Nicholson has cooled off on the currently dreadful Lakers, telling TMZ that he'd gladly sell his season tickets at face value. And while we'd never support fair-weather fandom, that doesn't seem to be the root of Nicholson's problem. No. Wow. Um, so just ask former Laker Pat Riley. Quote, he's been a good friend of mine for years. It's born out of base, uh, basketball more than anything else. He's simply a fanatic and has been ever since I started my career with the Lakers in 1970. He's a real fan. So okay. that's that's nice. Yeah. Um, Spike Lee. Obviously. Knicks. Completely. Um, you know, there's, there's no doubt about it there. Um, an avid Knicks fan who doesn't know anything about basketball <laughs> said, wait, whether, oh, Phil Jackson. Oh, God, I'm not reading the whole thing. Oh. There again, I go with the reading. Yeah. Simply put, no actor is as associated with a single sports team as Spike Lee with, this, with the New York Knicks. Whether Phil Jackson was right, he recently described Lee as an avid <laughs> Knicks fan who doesn't know anything about basketball. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing I saw, which is oh, why I read yeah. it. Uh, you ever see the commercials that Spike Lee did when the NBA was in the lockout? So No. So sp this was years ago. Uh, Spike Lee would do these commercials where he's at girls' JV basketball games, mm -hmm. basically acting the same way that he would at a Knicks game. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. And, and then he would like turn to the camera and go, can we please end this lockout, please? You know, <laughs> Do you see what I'm doing here? At a girls yeah. basketball. At a JV girls basketball. Yes. Wow. Um, uh, not surprisingly, Lee's obsession with sports. He's also a diehard fan of the Yankees and Arsenal. Okay. That makes uh, sense. Has often spilled over into his work as well. Um, interesting. Um, let's see. Who else? And my favorite... Uh, Bill Murray. With the Cubs. Oh, absolutely. Now, here's a great example of... Here's a great example of a fan, okay? Now, um, when the Cubs won the World Series in, in 2015... 16. 16. Oh, 15 was when they were supposed to win it. Right. According to Back to the, Back right. to the Future. Yep. 2016. I get confused. Um, I mean, he was invited. Mm-hmm into the locker room. He celebrated along fans, but he didn't do it in a dumb way. Yeah. You know, he was very, he was genuinely thrilled. I mean, compared with the fact that the Cubs haven't won a world series in a hundred year, hundred plus years right. before that, I just to see the, his face light up and be super excited. Um, just to, he's just a class act. Yep. Bill Murray. Yep. Um, so, Let's see. Um, Sits with the fans. Yep. You know, he buys them food. Like yeah. he, he get, I mean, he totally gets it. He, he totally gets it. That's what I like about him. Yeah. You know, a lot of these other celebrities, you know, they sit in the prime seats. They don't want to be bothered, you know, but Bill Murray, he'll, he'll get up. Yep. He'll walk. He'll, he'll just walk randomly to, yep. to fans yeah. sitting in the nosebleeds, yep. you know, like that's great. Yeah. He's the, he's the I, kind of guy, you know, I, I love it. Uh, and then now we have uh, Billy Crystal, who another Yankees fan, diehard Yankees fan, signed the one day contract. Yep. To, you know, for yeah. his birthday. Did you see the clip of him playing? Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, He's terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but listen, I I mean I think that's 
I think that's great yeah. that he did that. Um, and this was during a spring training yeah. game, right? Yep. They wouldn't do that during a regular no. season. No. Um, well, they got a. They would need a roster spot, right? And yeah. he, oh, and also he's a um, Clippers fan as well. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so he's probably just doing it to spite Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so anyway, so that's my list. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I really wanted to talk about this because, um, you know, it sort of humanizes celebrities a little bit more, um, you know, that they, it, it brings into question that, you know, they're in, in most ways, they're just like you and me, yeah. you know, and, and everyone listening that they have their passions about sports some of them take it a little too far, but but there are those who are just casual, you know, who are just, they're just fans. Exactly. You know, and... Um, they get up, they go to work at the studio, they do their thing, and then during they, their downtime, they're saying, you know, what did the Yankees do last night? Right. You know? And they do it right. Yep. You know, they, they, they like like Bill Murray, you know, sitting with the fans, right. uh, you know? Um, so I, I think this is more of a lighthearted uh, episode. I kind of really enjoyed talking about some things I learned I didn't even know. I want to throw three more at you oh, that sure. are not on that list. Yeah, okay? go ahead. The first one, the late Robin Williams, mm. big San Francisco Giants fan. Okay. And I heard this secondhand, actually, I believe from my father. Okay. My dad was out there for a business trip. This was years ago. This was like in the 90s. Okay. And um, this was right when this was right after the the new stadium had opened, which then I believe was Pac Bell Park. Now it's AT and T Park. Okay. And my dad went to a Giants game while he was out there, and he just turned. He he doesn't have a great seat. He just you know bought a seat at the window and he's turning and looks and there's there's Robin Williams sitting like one row behind him, and they just they just start talking baseball. Wow, and like he never asked him for a photo, an autograph, nothing. Just wanted to talk baseball. Wow, you know. So, so this is this is that's the kind of guy he was, you know that 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 we that we remember so fondly, Great. you know. And then the other two, uh, two presidents. Obviously, presidents have a huge history with baseball. Oh yeah, I forgot. You know, I was going to mention this specifically with regard to throwing out the first pitch in mm-hmm. Washington, et cetera, yada yada yada. Right. But the two presidents in, in, in recent memory who who hold a, a major spot here are Barack Obama and mm-hmm. George W. Bush. Obama, huge White Sox fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the All Star Game was in, I believe it was St. Louis during his presidency, mm-hmm. he showed up in a White Sox right. Uh, jacket. Yep. Spent time talking with Joe Buck and Tim McCarver. You know, like really, like when talking of, baseball, baseball, not politics, right. baseball. And you know, and and you know, and and that's the thing. Most other presidents would just wear a generic World Series right. jacket, mm-hmm. but he actually showed up in his what? Which is, I mean, that's a pretty big right. move, but it shows you how much of a fan he is. Right. Right. Uh, and George W. Bush was an owner of the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember a couple of stories from Bobby Valentine when he was managing uh, the the Rangers. And he would, you know, he would come in, sit down in his office, and there would be W after a workout, hanging out with him. And they hmm. would talk baseball for just hours before the, the pregame stuff would have to start. Wow. You know, and in, in both circumstances... You know, I, I, you know, and I think it's important that we mention both because of the different sides of the aisle that they each fall on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, 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 they kind of show us that politics 
you know, needs to take a step back as well because these people are also just regular human beings. You know, mm-hmm. we especially live in this world where, um, you know, a lot of people take the political stuff way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Not that they're not, it's not, they're not important issues, but with the 24 hour news cycle, with the way that we're so cutthroat these days with the instant communication and whatnot, it's just, it's bad. Right. And, and these are examples of how two guys can just get to get, you know, just, just talk baseball. Right. You know, and just, just be normal people, which you don't get, you know, as, as politicians, you don't get to see that often. I mean, I think back to last year when um, there was that shooting at the congressional baseball practice. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the Congress people got together. I remember, I forget, I, for, I honestly forget who they were, but there was a Democrat and a Republican, I believe they were both senators, mm-hmm. doing a press conference and saying, you know, listen, this is not the time to be at each other's throats over policy and whatnot. You know, just because we're on opposite sides of the aisle doesn't mean that we both, you know, don't respect each other. Mm-hmm. You know, our families are very close. You right. know, we, we spend holidays together. You know, th- this is a time for unity. And, you know, so so these are all things that are catalysts to that. To, like mm-hmm. you said, with the celebrities of humanizing them and right. kind of doing the same thing here, just from a different yeah. perspective. So Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the presidents because yeah. I, 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 I think I mentioned to you yeah. Barack Obama. And uh, it's good that, you know, it's sort of um, it puts everyone in the same boat. Right. I mean, and uh it uh, it's just good to hear, yeah. You know these these stories, you right. know, um, um, that you know people can come together. Sports can really bring people together. You know, I remember we were talking about the Olympics. Yeah, it brings the world together. Yes, it does. You know, so it it, it just it's really a great way to humanize everyone. And and, and that's uh, that's how sportsmanship comes into it. Is that yeah. it, it? It is this this humanizing thing that that causes. All participants, whether they are players or fans or, or wherever they fall in the spectrum, to, to take a step back and see life as 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 what it is mm-hmm. and use sports as the, that great escape. And that's a great thing that we do that. But we also still have to remember to keep it in perspective from that standpoint, too. Right. You know, this this is a giant, you know, psychological melting pot worthy of a dissertation to get into this stuff as we humanize people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I think we really, we really, you know, gave it the full circle treatment yeah. on a very, you know, summary like basis, you know, but, but, but a very important basis with regard to, to getting into a lot of this stuff. Right. I'm glad we, and you I'm know? glad we talked about this because it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. So this is, I think this has been really a great episode. Yeah. So, so in our next episode, we're going to try and introduce a new segment called DQ Review. DQ review, which rhymes kind of like fee fi fo fame. It's time for how you play the game. Oh, bringing it full circle, exactly. Where we're going to go over the massive amounts of ejections that have occurred in the baseball season thus far. Okay, at the time of us recording this, we're about we're about two weeks into the baseball season. There have already been eleven ejections. Just rattle them off exactly. one by one. So, so we'll go over that in the next in the next episode, dissect a lot of that. Okay. Probably even talk about more because at that point we'll have two more weeks and who knows how many more ejections. Right. So great. Yeah. A lot of stuff for us to talk about. <laughs> okay, cool. So all right, that wraps this up. Uh reminder, uh 
podcast at osifoundation.org is the email address. Contact the show. Please get involved. Talk about it with us, especially if you want to advertise on the show since listeners are growing rapidly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Facebook.com slash Foundation, Twitter at Foundation, hashtag how you play the game. Best ways to get in touch with us. Want to hear from you. Uh, a thank you, Sean, for uh, the the massive production work that you did. Even though humaning and reasoning and and reading are are, are difficult things, yeah, I, you know, I, I, we, we, I've got to work so hard for especially this. since especially since I was very very you know feisty and and jerk store esque <laughs> today. So I'm just I I I, I, need, I it's fine. I'm just really hungry. I and I probably had too much coffee. That's so, maybe it. Yeah. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks to our listeners. Uh, We'll be back with you in uh, two weeks or so. And until then, treat everybody with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org. If you're interested in advertising on how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org.